plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, April 20th, doing a night game tonight. Waited for the schedule to come out so we can chat about it. I think this is the latest I've ever done the podcast. How's it going? Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Williamson. This is Locked On Raiders. Doing this podcast since late July. I've been covering Raiders on a daily basis since 2008. Appreciate you listening to Locked On Raiders and the entire Locked On Network. Check out the FanRag Sports Network. Every Raider story that they do has our Locked On Raiders embedded into it for convenience. Check out all 22. That's my main gig. I had a Raider story this week on the challenges of Vegas after the little uh, non-controversy of Derek Carr's comments the other day. It was, got blown out of proportion. Um, check out... Subscribe to this network. Subscribe to Locked On Raiders. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Send me your Twitter questions at B Williamson NFL. Got one today from Jonathan Crane. Wants to know if the Raiders signed Marshawn Lynch. You guys remember him, don't you? If he plays poorly, do they have a backup plan? Well, I mean, you know, you only can have 53 guys. You can only have so many running backs. And if he were to play poorly or get hurt, they'd probably be relying solely on Richard and... Washington, the smaller guys, that wouldn't be ideal. Um, you know, you have Olawe and there'd be other guys, but nobody, you know, I mean, I don't think you're going to draft Marshawn. You're going to sign Marshawn and then draft one really quick. Uh, and, you know, and we're getting late. There was six days ago where it was basically reported that this was a done deal. Um, it's not. Uh, Monday morning quarterback today reported, hey, the Raiders can back out of this thing. Sure they can. I mean, they don't need Marshawn. This is, you know, this isn't, like I said, Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott. This is a 31-year-old guy with some baggage. It sure would be a nice story, but they're not going to wait and wait and wait for him. And if he's not done by next week, maybe draft one early. You got you to gotta get one somewhere. If not, if you don't draft one and they go and then Marshawn blows up, it's Peterson or Blunt, so you got you to figure it out. Um. Reggie and Jack Del Rio are going to do their press conference tomorrow, pre-draft press conference. Every team does them. I'm sure they'll be asked about Marshawn tomorrow. I don't know what kind of answer they'll give. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have that. Little news today. I, I don't really think it's that I mean, it's news, but Khalil Mack, the Raiders, exercised their fifth-year option on him. Well, no kidding. This isn't DJ Hayden. They didn't – the, the, Reggie's first first-round pick, they didn't exercise 
the uh, fifth round option, and he left after his fourth year as a free agent to with a minor deal to Detroit. Khalil's going to get thirteen million plus in that deal next year, but they're going to really try to get the deal a long term deal done with him before then. So, just formality. Talking about formality, they brought on uh, Giorgio Tacavicchio. I'm sure that's how he pronounces his name. I'm not even going to say it again because I'll say it differently. He's been, he's just kind of their summer kicker. He has a sweet gig with the Raiders. I don't know what he does the rest of the year, but he's a Raiders kicker from about April from the camps until the end of preseason, and then he goes, and Seabass gets on, gets on. Now, you know, if Seabass, I, I don't know when he's going to retire. I, he has said a, few, a couple of years ago he can go five, seven years. But maybe Giorgio would be a type of guy that they can look at in the future. But, you know, you could figure out the kicker. But, you know, there he is. So welcome back to Giorgio. Always has a smile on that guy's face. Why doesn't he? He had a good deal. Uh, another visit, the Raiders pre-draft visit, Bradley Wilson, defensive back from Houston. Add him to the list of maybes, or at least the list of the guys the Raiders have talked to. Interesting. You know, Mark... Davis, in the day that the Raiders moved to Vegas, was voted through. He said, we're still the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> but yet, they're going to announce their picks on at least one pick on day three of the draft from the Welcome to Vegas sign. So, they're pumping Vegas. The Raiders are, are moving full forward, letting everybody know they're going to be the Vegas Raiders. And that's who they're going to be. But, you know, another slap in the face to Oakland Raider fans. But that's just, get used to it. It ain't going to change. Um, here's a name to maybe think about. Ruben Foster. Remember, he got Alabama linebacker, middle linebacker, top five pick talent. If you're a top five pick talent at a middle linebacker, you're a hell of a player. Uh, he had the little tiff of a hospital worker at the Combine. And now he told NFL Media today that he had diluted uh, urine sample and he blamed it on too much Gatorade whatever it is he's in the program now maybe that drops him uh, boy if it, if he got all the way to 20 and maybe McCaffrey wasn't there and offense lineman the Bronx didn't like I, that, that sounds like a John Elway move to me but maybe he falls to 24 he'd be a terrific pick at 24 for the Raiders so maybe he took another step falling Today, we'll see. Okay, let's talk about what I waited for this show for. The schedule. 2017 schedule. Oakland Raiders. They're going to play in Oakland this year. We don't know exactly where after this, but they're playing in Oakland this year. I'm going to run down their schedule really quick, and then we'll talk about some tidbits on it. Week 1 at Tennessee. Week two, Jets at home. Week three, Sunday night against the Redskins. Kind of a blast Sunday night. I mean, that's a doable win for Sunday night. Then at Denver, week four. Week five, Baltimore home. Week six, Chargers home. Week seven, Chiefs home. Week eight, at Buffalo. Week nine, at Miami. Though, um... They'll probably go to, go hang out in Miami at IMG or wherever, that Orlando, that, that week for sure. Then their bye week is week 10. Then they go play 
the Patriots. It's a home game in Mexico. A lot of Patriot fans are going to be there. I know there'll be a lot of Raider fans there, but there'll be some Patriot fans too. Everybody likes a winner, right? And then uh, Denver at home, Giants at home, Kansas City on the road, Dallas at home, week 15, Sunday night game. Awesome. Christmas night at Philly. I feel very bad for all my co-workers, Beat writers that have to do that. I go to all the way to Philly for a Christmas night game. Jeez Louise. And then at the Chargers, week 17. Five, pre- five primetime games, guys. A record for the Raiders. Just to recount those primetimers. Week 3 at Washington, Sunday and night. And then Thursday night, Kansas City at home. They got the Chiefs at home on a Thursday night this year. Last year, they were in Kansas City. In 2014, they won their first game at home that rainy night. Then Miami, Sunday night game, November 5th. That's kind of a blah one, too. And then Dallas, and then the Christmas night, Monday nighter. How about that? Change your Christmas plans. I already told my wife, the Raider fan, know what we're doing Christmas night, Monday night football. Raiders, only one game. Do all your Christmas Eve partying on Sunday. Do all your Christmas Day stuff on Sunday, uh, on Monday, and then it is game. And then it's going to be a, probably a big game for the Raiders and the Eagles. That's a tough game. Going to be cold. That's a hell of a game, boys and girls. So two of those prime timers are at home. Uh, Kansas City and then Dallas. So only three 10 o'clock games, you know, early games. That is at uh, Buffalo, and then at Kansas City in December, and, oh, week one against Tennessee. Play at Tennessee a lot, and they play, last year was week three, 2010. Um, It was week one as well. That's a tough game, I think. Going to be hot. Tennessee plays them tight. Tennessee's getting better. That's a tough one. Jets week two, should they just should just smoke them at home. Now, here's some interesting thing. Three out of four of their first four games are on the road. Three out of four of their final th- games, four games, are on the road. So six of their eight road games are in the first quarter and the second quarter in the last quarter of the season. You want to start fast and you want to end fast. That's going to be tricky. That's tough, but it's an opportunity. I mean, you know, Tennessee, Washington, Denver, they can win two of those games. They can win three of them games. Last, Kansas City, Philly, the Chargers. You know, those could be tough games. Better better fill up that 27,000-seat StubHub uh, soccer stadium in Week 17 if you need it, Raider fans. But the flip side, and there's always a flip side, and when people and fans and teams and coaches complain about schedule, there's always a flip side. And here's the flip side of it. Raiders have three home games in a row twice. Now, I know I know one of them is New England and Mexico. I get that. But it's still a home game, you know. So that's the good news. So... That's not so bad. So if you can do well in those first quarter, in that last quarter of the season, and, and, you know, 
and then just wipe it up at at home, you're in good shape. So it's an opportunity. It's not all bad. So, again, middle of the season is really important for the Raiders. So I, you know, let's wrap up today's show by just what games am I most looking forward to? Titans week one, it's week one. Titans are tough. I think that'd be a good game. Important game. Thursday night against Kansas City at home. You know, these two teams are 12-4 and last year. That's a hell of a Thursday night game. That's going to be important. It's going to be a really cool atmosphere in Mexico City with the Raiders and the Patriots. It could be a huge game. It's an afternoon game. Um, I, I think that's really pretty cool. Dallas on week 15, that thing is not going to get flexed out. Raiders-Dallas is happening. Couldn't be the Raiders' last home game of this season. Hell, it could be their last game in Oakland. Get your tickets on that one, guys. That is going to be a big, big, big game. And then the Philadelphia game on Christmas night is going to be a, 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 a just a, you know, we're all going to be with our families and friends. And, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, interesting schedule. Is it? There is some hard parts, but there's some easy parts, too. There's some doable parts. Um, so, not so bad. So, I'm glad I waited to do today's show then to talk about the schedule. Hot off the presses. Just a half hour old. So, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. I'm Bill Williamson, and this is Locked On Raiders. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.